Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Well, hello, hello, hello out there, listening audience. It's your girl, Barbara McGee, with straight talk from the hired brush. And in the penthouse today, guess what? I've got my wonderful co-host, the good-looking, the dashing, the debonair, Rodney Best, our wealth expert. Say hi, Rodney. Hey, good evening, everyone. And I'll tell you, we're in tune for some special, so I'm going to turn it right back over to you, Barbara, and take it away. Yes, well, we're so excited and happy to announce that we have been here with Galaxy Talk Radio and Straight Talk and uh, friends to the show out there. We appreciate you calling in, supporting our show, and we want to thank uh, Andre Ward. Uh, we want to thank Roslyn, uh, Jay Roslyn, uh, down in L.A. Hey, Lady Ross. And we want to thank those people that are the backbone, such as Ricardo, who helps us here at T25CL. Um, we have now come to our 100th show. So we're so excited to be able to be in that club, and only God could bless us to be able to talk that much, Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Only God can allow you to talk that much. And, I just, and I'm just glad to know that we have a forum here where we can bring interesting and timely and need-to-know events to the table. And I'm just really excited to also say, you know, one of my favorite shows, I think, was the Berkeley High students, Rodney. If I think about all the shows I've done, I think we did the most good. It was very interesting. You know, I picked up the newspaper. Um, there was a newspaper um, that circulates. I won't say the name, but it circulates in the Oakland, Greater Bay Area. And the exact story that we had was the exact story that they printed in the Oakland, I won't say the name, but, yeah, it was right there. So, Rodney, what do you feel about being going into 2016 and co-hosting and bringing uh, your expertise to the show? You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to 2016. It's, uh, it, it's going to be an eye-opener, I think, for um, black, colored, African, Negro, uh, African-American uh, America because for the first time, the children of the children are facing what a, a lot of people call racism. And, you know, it was something that was pushed back, but now I think it's really coming out front. And racism not only is going to be defined basically as black and white, it's really being defined for people who just don't like Americans. And they're calling terrorists, but <laughs> the same terrorists that's been here for years with sheets on their heads are the same ones that are taking people lives. So I'm looking forward to seeing more racism education come into America that can assist those of uh, less fortunate of financial opportunities, an opportunity to get stronger, grow closer together. Oh, real quick, before before we jump into this, 
I got to tell you, you know, we, we, we were talking about that Berkeley incident, and I thought that was superior for, for what you did. But there was a um, lady in Milwaukee who, senior cop who was retired, she's now driving the streets, patrolling as a grandparent, seniors on patrol. Phenomenal. Oh, that was your thought, Rodney. That was how you said that the seniors should be employed with helping to mentor the young people. I remember you said that. That was your brainchild. And so somebody, somebody in Milwaukee was listening to us, Barbara, because they're up and they're going. They had her on NBC News. Oh, I think that's wonderful. Well, you know, straight car fans out there, I think it's important to know that your ideas can come to fruition because the greatest thing about being on the Internet is that you can be heard worldwide. And these shows are downloaded. So we have so many shows that are downloaded after the fact. But I really want to talk about one of the major um, accomplishments, forgive me, for one of our friends to the show, Sister Lorraine Taylor. And what went on last Friday night, I want to thank the uh, director and uh, screenwriter, uh, Sandra Smith, for taking my position as I filmed her interviewing the 1,000 mothers at St. Columba as they brought in those mothers who had lost their children to gun violence and they had their gala. Rodney, I, it was spectacular, wasn't it? That was It was phenomenal. I mean, you know, there were, there were tears coming out of people's eyes left and right, and I think the, the emotional part of it happened when, we were allowed to go up and place an ornament on this tree and recall the incident in your life that had occurred where someone's life was taken. And, and there were many mothers, I don't know, you recall, you see, a lot of mothers couldn't get up and come forward. They were still holding on. And, and you, wow. you, uh, you know, it, it was it was great that Dr. Uh, Piku was there. And so he yes. could help talk to, talk to a few of them. I thought that was just, it was, it was just yeah. great. It was phenomenal, and I, was, I want to thank my pastor, Pastor Virgil Childs, publicly, who became Pastor of the Year. I'd like to right. thank uh, uh, Chief Sean Went. I want to give him a round of applause. I want to give the homicide detective, which is not always my position, to encourage or to stand behind the police, but I want to thank their department for coming out and supporting those people that are yeah. most vulnerable in Oakland, California, the ones who have lost their loved ones to gun violence. And I just also want to say publicly, shame on you, Mayor Libby Schaaf, for not taking your seat and eating your food and commiserating with those who have lost their family members and have a different experience in Oakland, California, the city that you govern. So that's another conversation and that's for another. <laughs> but it's, yeah, I, I we'll, hold that, we'll hold that show. <laughs> yes, exactly. We'll have that show. Okay, everybody, I want to just let you know that we're at Straight Talk with the Hired Brush. I'm your girl, Barbara, and that's our co-host, uh, Mr. Rodney Best. And now that we've got all those great updates and let you know what's going on, let's get down to the nitty-gritty, to what we have on our 101 show. Now, I have a lady friend. You know how you admire women from afar? Well, I have someone I admire from afar. She is my Facebook family, and uh, she always has encouraging things to say. She always has the greatest parties. You know, she always has beautiful pictures, 
And I live vicariously through what she does. I am very excited to bring to the show Miss Monica Stewart. Monica, are you there? Yes, I am, and thank you so much for your compliments. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I only can say the truth about it. I'm honored and I'm just in awe to have you as a guest in the penthouse. And T25CL would like to thank you for your undying support. We know that you're a renowned artist in the Bay Area, an international traveler, and uh, you have uh, 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 so many wonderful friends and so many wonderful privileges, and you've been exposed to so many wonderful things. I just want you to know I look at every one of your Facebook pictures, okay? Well, thank you. <laughs> and today you brought some friends of yours to our show, and uh, today, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have some of, some of uh, Monica's friends, who actually these ladies, well, I'm going to give you uh, two minutes to say a little bit about um, how all of you know each other and how you all ended up in Napa for a rest and relaxation, some true R&R. And, of course, Napa is a great place to select. It's not far from the Bay Area. It's exclusive, and they have great wines. And... uh, it's a place where, I mean, Ronnie, did you know that Sonoma was actually purchased by Mamie Pleasant, who was the first black woman millionaire out of San Francisco? Mm. And she purchased uh, land and has the place called the Beltane Ranch, which mm. is in, it's a bed and breakfast that's in Sonoma County where she's buried. So, Monica, go ahead. Well, I love your, your, um, your information. In fact, you're so well versed on the history of Napa. Well, yes, I was. I thought I was blessed because I have a good friend Gilda who's on the phone who works for a tour, a tour company uh, that does tours in Napa, and she made set this opportunity up for us to go and and to Napa and, and enjoy the wine country. Oh, so, so on Sunday she gave me the opportunity to choose six five six of my good friends to go on the trip with me. And we were picked up at my residence in a chauffeur-driven Mercedes Sprinter, and we were so impressed. (laughs) Uh We were all well-dressed, I thought so, and looking like professional ladies, and we were all excited. Well, I can just imagine, probably looking just (laughs) as good as you looked when you were in Paris. (laughs) Oh, Paris was so much fun. But to me, I felt like we went to Paris, and in one little trip, an hour-long or 45-minute ride, I felt like we arrived in Italy almost because some of the places she took me were just places I had never been to before. And we were all so excited as we toured three of the finest wineries I've ever been to, and we tasted some of the the best wines I've ever had. And I'm a pretty – I love good wine. So we were all in good spirits. But, unfortunately, the last stop was at the Rutherford Grill, which is well-known. It's well-known yeah. for great food. It's full of fun-loving, spirited folks. Right. They're predominantly white, but yep. great, 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 loving, uh, spirited place. And we got there, and we were trying to enjoy them. We were going to order a meal after a day of wine tasting. We were seated at a table not too far from the bustling crowd. And uh, unfortunately, we, we, ordered, we all ordered our meals, and we were participating in animated conversation amongst each other with typical laughter, nothing outside of the, uh, the ordinary. 
So how many ladies were together with you at this time? There were six of us and our limo driver. Okay, and were all these ladies African American? Yes, except for the limo driver. Okay, all right. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Sounds like a beautiful group. Go ahead. Oh, it was a great group. We had so much fun. I, I've never had so much fun in the wine country. I've never had so much fun. I've never, and I thought I had been to many wineries, but not these. These were just so um, special. Okay, so, so, so I, we're going to leave it right there. I want to go to Marquita. Marquita, so, okay, so now you're ordering your meal. Marquita is one of the ladies that actually went on this excursion. So now that we're in the restaurant, Paint us a picture of what that was like. So we are in the restaurant, and the restaurant is basically at capacity. The bar area is full. All the seats around the bar area are taken. People have filtered beyond that area drinking. Mm -hmm. restaurant was basically full, so the limousine driver first went in, who is Caucasian, she first went in to arrange for us to get a seating. A few minutes, she came out, then told us that there was a table that was available, and we all entered into the restaurant. We were seated um, and started to ask questions about the specials, just something normal, nothing right. out of the ordinary. Um I, too, like wine, but I had decided that I wanted to have a cocktail versus the wine. So all the orders are being taken, appetizers are being ordered, and actually I was given my drink. And then I believe it was Gilda who indicated to um, the ladies at the table, well, let's get a bottle of the wine that we got at the wine country. So the limo oh. driver, the limo driver politely got up. She went out. She came back in with the bottle of wine. The waitress that was bringing us appetizers took the bottle of wine, uncorked it, and at that point, um, I believe it was the lady that was at the front desk told us that we were not going to be served any alcohol. Okay, I'm going to leave it right there. Rodney, you had a comment before. I was so rude to you. Go ahead. What was your comment? No, no, I was, I was going to ask Monica a question, but uh, you you and I, you went down the same line that I was going down, so please continue on. I think it's very good information for America. Okay, so, so I want to go to Gilda. So, Gilda, so now... You're sitting there, and you're quite because you do work for a premier travel uh, transportation company that handles uh, the Napa Valley area. We're not going to say names or anything. That's not important. What is important is that what you were anticipating, such as having arrangements for dinner, uh, such as being able to eat and be served and have a good time at the Rutherford Grill, which is right between Rutherford Yachtville. I mean, it's right on 29. We've all seen it. We've all been there, right? Yep. So mm-hmm. it was not beyond your expectation to select this place and to say that this would be, to give your personal endorsement, and also it was not beyond expectation to have the cork service 
for the bottle of wine that you'd gotten uh, on your trip. Uh, can you bring us a little forward as to the customary practices of what a person would expect when they're in a premier setting, like you had set up? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, upon arrival, we were joyous, having fun. We sat down. Marquita ordered her cocktail. The, we ordered some appetizers. The waitress delivered the appetizers to the table. At that point, Monica and I decided, let's have a glass of wine with dinner. So the chauffeur went to the limousine, picked out a bottle of wine for us, brought it back in, sat it on the table. At that point, the server proceeded to open the bottle of wine. A few minutes later, she left to go get the glasses. A few minutes later, instead of coming back with the glasses, there was the hostess, I believe, who came over and started indicating that the bottle of wine would be recorked, put into a brown paper bag, and sent home with us, and that they were not serving, and I repeat this underlined exclamation point, anyone at the table anything to drink. So at that point, the conversation became uh, a little, little unclear as to why. So the questions were proposed to her. Was your food there? Was your food there? Absolutely. We had all of our appetizers and everything there. We had probably been there 15, 20 minutes. Right. And so at that point, um, the the hostess comes over and says that the bottle of wine has to be recorked and put in a brown paper bag and sent home with us. So our immediate response was, but why? Well, everyone at this table is obviously inebriated and you can't have anything to drink. And then we're wait a minute. Number one, we have a chauffeur. Number two is not everybody at this table is inebriated. Specifically, too, she's also indicating that our driver was inebriated who hadn't had a drop. So that was completely contradictive. So then at that point, Monica politely asked to speak to the manager. The manager comes over to the table and basically treats us like dog poop mm-hmm. and, and proceeds to say that this is absolutely correct. You're not getting anything. So at that point, I ask her, okay, who made you judge and jury? How do you determine if somebody is inebriated and can't have it? So I think it was either Monica or Amanda says, do you have a breathalyzer? Why don't you give that to us? We, we are not inebriated. What's going on here? Mm-hmm. So then at that point, the whole black women on the wine train issue came up. She immediately got red in the face and said, oh, that is not the case here, when it definitely oh, really? was. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly, because if I'm not mistaken, the Rutherford Grill is a grill. It's a bar and a grill. I mean, It's, it's a, a bar and grill. A loud bar, a loud bar and grill. A loud bar and grill, right. It's not, Absolutely. Absolutely. Driving out, you know, it's no, it's not even people in Napa and in Calistoga and St. Helena may not even choose to eat there. I mean, it's one of those places that's kind of like on the way to your destination. Or on your way back, or on your way back. Hold on. Today, it was a good old boy stop when I was running through Napa. (laughs) It still pretty much is. It still pretty much is. However, I want to share something with you today that came up. Hold on one second. Hold that thought. Caller, can you please uh, say your name and let us know um, who we're speaking with? This is Straight Talk with Dyer Brush. Hi, this is Beverly. Oh, this is Beverly. Wonderful. Beverly, 
Yes. I'm in Beverly's shock. a part of the group. I understand. I'm in shock, mm-hmm. Beverly. What now is your jaw dropping? What did you say? No, um, I was I had left to go to the restroom at the time. Right. And I missed a lot of the conversation. I came in at the tail end, so I, I don't want to mention anything that was going on at the table when I wasn't there. Okay, but now what I'm asking uh-huh. is how did this make you feel to know that you're not going to be served the way well, once, everyone else is being served? Well, once once I, I came back from the bathroom and I was asking everybody what was going on, and found out um, exactly they had chose not to serve us wine. And then next thing I know is I think is the manager. Um, the manager um, came to the table, and I, I felt terrible because, first of all, um, I didn't feel any of us was that messed up for them to deny us or that loud for them to deny us service. Why? And she came to the table, and she said, I have nothing more to say. I'm just going to ask you again to leave. Ooh. Oh, my God. Oh, well, Gilda, my question for you is this, and I'm coming back to Monica. Gilda, you had a statement you wanted to make. Tell me what that statement Absolutely. Was. Today I received a phone call from the driver, and this is our chauffeur who is white, and she is, she is a wine specialist and a wine extraordinaire here in the Valley. The company that I work for, we – we chauffeur the President of the United States, celebrities, you name them, we have it. Today I got a call from this driver who told me that her son's best friend works in the restaurant and was there when all of this went on. He told her that they accused us of being inebriated, said that even the driver was inebriated, of which was about as far from the truth as possible, that one member of our party had gone to the restroom and fallen asleep in the bathroom, not even close to the truth. Mm-mm. So, and then later on that evening, it bothered me so much that I actually reached out and called back to the restaurant and spoke to her. Mm. And I told her that, you know what, I got a lot of clout in this, in this valley. I am going on a full-fledged campaign to boycott your restaurant. And the mm-hmm. best she could offer me at that point was, oh, well, I'm sorry. And I told, her, I told her, you know what, I'm a very forgiving person. Had you even remotely come to the table and apologized to the ladies at the table for the rude behavior, I might have felt a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But you couldn't even do that. Mm-hmm. We yeah. were singled out, isolated out. We were made to feel like dog poop someplace when it was totally undeserving, and I can tell you this much, my husband is white. The only reason we were treated like this was because we were black women. Oh, my, I got a quick, quick, quick question here. So before they asked you to leave, to leave the restaurant, was there any question or any accusation or any action towards them to say, hey, you know, you're, you're being a little loud or this, this uh, nothing. Never. Absolutely, absolutely Never. nothing. And what happened was when we came over and then by the time the, the general manager by the name of Cameron came over to the table, the, at that point the server started to deliver the food that we had ordered. And Monica said, you know what, I don't even want the food. Let's just take our wine. Let's just go someplace else. So then at that point, the manager offered and said, you know what, you don't have to do this. Stay, eat your food. I will comp all of your food. 
So we made it very clear to her it wasn't about the monetary piece of it. That had nothing to do with it. It was about Why? the treatment. It was about the treatment. She had taken and, our and joy I, away, period. You can't fix what you've already destroyed. Absolutely. You know. She took the joy. Was she was a fun about? snatcher. Mm-hmm. So she was a I total it? fun snatcher. Oh, I, what, I, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What was most I insulting for, to me... What was most insulting to me was that I was taking pictures because I'm tired of these kind of situations. So I wanted to take pictures of the of the composition of what was really going on in that in that restaurant and see who was, who looked right? like me in that restaurant. She yes. threatened to call the police on me. Yes. If did. I didn't put my camera away and leave oh, and leave. Oh, so my. this is Mar- this is Marquita. I think the thing that bothered me was the manager was relentless in saying, I don't have to give you an explanation. I don't have to explain anything to you. I don't have to do that. So my question to her, again, was I'm just trying to get an understanding on how, one, you are coming to a conclusion and who is making that call. How are you coming to this conclusion? And mm-hmm. she insistently, until we left, indicated that she did not mm-hmm. have to explain or tell us anything. That okay, was maddening well, to me, too. Everybody, you're listening to Straight Talk with the Hired Brush, and we're brought to you by Galaxy Talk Radio and T25CL, where you can go online at www.T25CL and um, look and download music and uh, follow some of your favorite local artists. Uh, you can see movies there. You just explore our website and see a little bit more about what we do and how we bring it to you. I'm going to take a call, ladies. Hold on one second. Hey, you're on live with Straight Talk with the Hired Brush. You had a comment? Let's see your name, please. Hello? You're on with Straight Talk. Okay, this is someone listening. That's okay. We love listeners. Okay, hey, you're on with Straight Talk live with the Hired Brush. Uh, did you have a comment? Please state your name. Are you talking to me, Barbara? Uh, Ms. Yes, I am. Oh, this is okay, Ms. Edwards. Okay, yeah. Oh, wonderful. Okay, go ahead, Ms. Edwards. Yeah, um, I'm familiar with this with the story because I caught it on the news. But what we have to understand here that this is not an aberration. This just got picked up by the news and that we're familiar with it. Uh, we also have to look at the environment. We, have. we all think that we're... It was only free because the freedom was forced, not because it was given. I mean, matter of fact, when so-called freedom was given, the word freedom was never even defined. It was just, we're going to turn you loose. And that's what we are. We're loose in this society. And when there are a lot of people that still have issues, and they, and, but they put it off on personality or bad hair day, uh, right now, they're saying that the people who are following Donald Trump are mad and angry. No, they're just racist and bigots. That's what he has, a, a team of racists and bigots that follow him. And that's nothing peculiar because I've been threatened times when I had my phone out, you know, taped something at an incident. And, and we also have to understand we come from a culture that white folks still think that whatever we do that they don't like is illegal. But it used to be like that. Mm-hmm. And we ain't talking about that long ago. Right. 70s, 80s, 90s, it still might be like that in 2015. If some white folk think that you are doing something they don't like, it's illegal. And, and then so they, we, they, but they, we only, 
Only difference is we used to go to jail for that. Right. Whatever they said. I was coming out of the store in Safeway, out the outdoor, and a white woman was coming in the in the outdoor, and because I didn't get out of her way, she told them to call the police on me. Right. So, Mr. Norman, how do you feel about black women having the police calls on them in a uh, in where they haven't broken the law? They're just asking for service. What do you think about that? I, I, I mean, I, I think it's awful, but also, like I said, this is not an aberration. This, this happens every day somewhere in this country, uh, umpteen times. Black women, black men, black children, black anything, black shoes, right. black suit. It don't matter. If it's black, you know, you don't fit into this society. Like I said, because we, 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 as a matter of fact, that's what some of these uh, people who are running for office or their supporters are thinking that we we got way too much, more than what we should get. Some of them, if you've ever seen that, I forgot that, um, that comedian that played like he was um, um, an Eastern European he was in his uh, his um, a movie. Um, God, I can't remember his name. He he had a skit where he was with some um, white uh, college kids in, on a motorhome, and they were getting drunk. And one of them said, um, he said, I, I heard that you guys have slavery here. And he said, one of them said, oh, no, we don't have that anymore. But I sure wish they would bring it back. Look, there's a lot of white folks who wish they would bring it back. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that's, that's the statement that Paula Dean made that actually cost her her entire career. She said yeah. that. Now, now, Edward, we've got a thousand calls here. I've got to go to the next caller, I think. Okay, go Please ahead. stay with us because I want you to come back on a rebuttal. Okay, mm-hmm. hold on one second. Hey, you're live on Straight Talk. Uh, state your name and do you have a question for the ladies and the panel guests? This is Brother Bob. Hey, Brother Bob. How are you, Brother Bob? I'm totally blessed. Oh, and I'm listening to <laughs> Listening to all of this mess. Right. Isn't that something? That's what it is, mess. Haven't you and your wife, haven't you gone up to Napa? How was your treatment when you and the pastor went up to Napa? Oh, we've been up to Napa to all the different wineries, appeared up there, been invited up there for different types of formal affairs. I've been to every winery up there just about. I've never had any problems. The only problem I had was with, with me, and that was uh, I asked a question one time. I told the guy that I made some wine and how much water should I put in the wine for a pound of grapes, and everybody laughed at me, and I wanted to know why. And he said, we don't make, we don't pour water, we don't pour water in our wine. We just use grapes. So I just laughed along with him, so I don't pour no water in my wine no more. <laughs> Okay. Well, I, I read, I read the, I read the, uh, an article about the incident in several papers and news media, and you know I'm almost 80 years old, so I came out here on the back of the train and was so glad when I went up across this, the mountains there and it said you're in California, you're now free, and then I found out in California I still wasn't free. So I can understand what happened in Napa. And when you take a bottle of wine into somebody's place and set it on the table and you didn't buy it there, then a lot of managers and people there and bartenders would have a fence at that. No, we asked uh, if we could if we could even buy a glass of wine. We would refuse that too. And I no, think no, what, what, I was saying I was uh, saying that 
when the bottle was brought in, I'm not taking up bottle, but I know that in restaurants in different places, you can't take drinks or food or anything, and it has to be purchased at the place. Now, the people probably was up, might have been upset with you. You had a limousine. You had a white driver. You came in. She was waiting on you. Somebody was spotting you all the time and mm-hmm. probably like mm-hmm. that. In, in, the Napa, in the Napa Valley, you're allowed to bring wine to any yeah. restaurant. The only Correct. caveat to bringing wine into a restaurant is a lot of restaurants will not allow you to bring a bottle of wine in if it's on their wine list. Correct. If it's on their wine list and they expect you to purchase it from them and not bring your own. That I is know, the I only caveat to wine. I've never, done I've never done that, so I don't know anything about that. But I would say this, that, you know, a lot of times when you're having conversations with different people, especially businesses, uh, I found a way to go around all of that and go all, of, go, go all the way around them, and I'm not upset about it. I know, I'm 80 years old. I no longer get set up about mess anymore. You either want my money or you don't. I have no conversation. If you don't want to take my bucks, I know where the door is because I came out of that. I came in the same door that I could go out, and that's my attitude right now. I well, think I think, like I think honestly, okay. I, think I, don't one of the things, I don't have that attitude. I don't have that attitude. One of the notable, one mm-hmm. of the notable things in Napa is even when we went into this restaurant, there was a table and it contained two black women, and I think that. Honestly, what I gather from that at the conclusion of this, because I, I go out all the time here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they take us in. They take us in small doses. I'm telling you, I was about to say and that. Small it's not about. It's not about yeah, one person or two black people coming in. They don't mind. Okay, okay. Can we have okay. one, Gilda? Go okay. ahead, and then I'm going to go to Monica. Go ahead. Okay, go good. Heaven, for, heaven forbid there will be too many of us, mm, but six of us. And to speak to what the Reverend just was talking about, maybe that was a little disconcerting for them that we were in a fancy limo and that we did have a white driver who catered to us, who came in, booked everything for us, and took care of us. Maybe that was a little disconcerting for them. But guess what? Our money was still just as good as theirs. We did absolutely nothing wrong and did not deserve to be treated like that. Right. And let let me just say this before I go to Monica. You know, I worked uh, a year in Napa myself. I worked for, uh, I will say where I worked, I worked for River Point. And, uh, I did, oh, that's uh, where my, I, friend, my best friend Marilyn works. Yes, 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 I know Marilyn. Yes, she's a concierge there. Yes. And, uh, yeah, exactly, and I worked for River Point. That's all I did was throw white parties. And it's very interesting because when you're interested in doing business in Napa, particularly in timeshare, where you're talking about thousands of dollars in selling real estate. Did you know, Rodney, that that's the only way they do business is when the people are drunk? I mean, do you know that they promote the fact that they can get these people up there and give them a party? Uh, We had beef between. We had uh, uh, Shandon. Oh, we got some noise. We got some noise. We had uh, Shandon. We had uh, several different... um, uh, wineries that would come and they would archive, you know, Grandpa, who used to actually make the grapes with his feet, to come and tell us what you do, what's different, how do you get the smoke flavor, let's taste this one, let's taste that one. And then he would sell his private collection right there, and then they would taste it, 
Heaven forbid you open one of those bottles of wine, which are three or four hundred dollars, and put a cork back in it. I don't think that's even possible. So you know what? You know what, Barbara? It's no value to it. Right. You know, you, you know what, Barbara? Barbara in the Napa Valley, we a, call that wine abuse. We call that alcohol you know, abuse. <laughs> exactly. it, it, hey, Barbara. You know, I, I got it again. I'm, I'm very familiar with Napa. I had uh, six years that I was the territorial manager for City Diners Club Corporation, and one of my responsibilities was to acquire establishments for the use of the business card Diners Club in Napa Valley was Hewlett Packers by home territory, and I was up there with Dormain Shandon, Don Schwank, and, and quite, a, quite a few other wineries. So, you know, for six years I was in and out of Napa and Sonoma, and, and you know, Rodney Best was a name that, that quite a few of them know because of city. But my my thing, focusing on what occurred here, you know, I, 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 I don't know, do, do people agree with the, uh, the tourist attraction CEO that he apologized for the incident, so he's already admitted to deal with the incident, and promised to provide diversity training to the employees. So is, so is he outrightly saying that the people that were there lacked education to demonstrate respect towards people who were of color? Or, or what, what, what is he trying to say here? Let me say this, and then I want to go to Monica and then Gilda. Let me just say this. Okay, so this happened on Sunday. Let me just make sure that my – Saturday. Saturday. It Saturday. was Saturday. So everybody Saturday. understands that this is another group of African-American professional women who were up in another scenario that is not the wine train that got the same treatment. That's what we're trying to show. We're trying to show the patterns, and we're yeah. trying to show that what happened with those sisters on the wine train. Mm-hmm. Now, Monica, follow me. Um, mm-hmm. That what happened with those sisters on the wine train happened in a way that made them go home and question themselves. It's almost like you guys oh, are you do. lovers. You, you know, definitely like, do. Oh, you know what? I must have done something to ignite this kind of treatment. I must have deserved it in some way. You know, you got to go over, what did I say? What did I, did I, what did, was I dressed appropriately? Uh, did I, did I use slang? Did I slur? Did I stutter? Did I slip? Monica, mm-hmm. don't you feel that when you go in a restaurant any place in the world that you can be sold no matter what? That I can be what? You can be served no matter what. Yes, I feel feel as good as anybody on earth. But I must say that, first of all, our laugh is abrasive when we're in a group. Our voice is abrasive to them when we're in a group, if they're racist white people. Everybody's not racist. Okay, now this thing with with the right of refusal, that, you know, first of all, the Civil Rights Act of 1964 explicitly prohibits restaurants from refusing service to patrons on the basis of race, color, religion, or national origin. But they can come in and tell us that we're too loud just because we walked in in a group. If you walk in with one or two of us, it's going to be fine. You can walk in with your white girlfriend, you're black, that's fine. But you cannot walk in in groups of five. You're not a group, you're a gang. That's the way I feel. 
at this point. And that's right. the way we were treated. Mm-hmm. And okay. that's the way we Glenda. were treated. Glenda, I, I want to ask you I, a question. I want to ask I you a question. I think we were also singled out. Definitely we were. We, we were primarily, once we got there, the two other African-American women left. So mm-hmm. we were the only, only African-Americans in that whole place. We were mm-hmm. not loud. We were not disturbing anybody because mm-hmm. she didn't come over and say, lady, you're a little too loud. Mm-hmm. If you keep up this racket, we're going to have to ask you to leave. She didn't do it's that. A grill. It's a bar and a grill. I mean, what if the 49ers was playing? Would they, would they have to keep it quiet? I mean, how it was so that? loud. I mean, it was so loud in there. Yeah, it was, it was very loud. I want it was to very loud. A question. I, ladies, I want to take a question from the board. Hey, everybody, you're listening to Straight Talk with the Higher Brush. I'm your girl, Barbara McGee, and we're sitting here with a group of ladies that I have yet to meet face-to-face, but I love and adore from afar. Uh, we're starting off with Miss Monica Stewart, who is uh, a Bay Area artist that we love, and she's well-renowned internationally for her talent. Uh, she and a group of her friends, uh, Glenda Marquita, Beverly, uh, all went up to the Napa Sonoma Wine Country for a tour that was put together. It was all A-list, all VIP, and they were treated um, indiscriminately, they were singled out, they were picked upon, and they were refused the right to drink and given a complimentary dinner to get out. So this is what we're talking about right now. You guys can call in at one seven two four 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 seven four four four. Uh the caller idea for this show is one three one nine five nine pound and then the pin is one pound. Okay, so we got a question on the board. It says, is the pain of racism more impactful at the time of the incident or is it 24 or 48 hours later when it sets in? And then part of that question was, have the ladies ever had a racist incident in the past and how was that handled? I want to start with uh, Monica. First of all, this is not new to me. I had a horrible uh, situation in Maui, Hawaii, a few months ago, which made this hurt me even more because I was in a bar by myself and I was asked to leave or they would call the police because I couldn't find my, – my money blew off the table. I made a joke with the waiter. I said, well, gosh, there goes your tip because was, it was happy hour. And I, someone got up and he was singing at the, uh, you know, at the bar. It's just a bar, happy hour. And I went, oh, yeah, that sounds good. Yay, go on. Just, you know, egging him on to, to encourage him. And I was told to leave. I just got and left. I must have cried for three or four days because I would have loved to tear the place up. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to ever insult myself or even, even mess up someone else's evening over which way I was treated. But I still have not gotten over that one. So this situation on Saturday hurt me double. Okay, and let me say something. Now, I had now, a couple of years ago... Who's speaking? This, this is Marquita. Okay, I had a, I had an incident at Rutherford about two years ago where oh, um, a gentleman friend of mine came up to the wine country, ended up in um, trying to go to Rutherford, but according to them, because he had on a tank top, he was not dressed appropriately. Now, they would not even let us come past the hostess. 
so as he's kind of going back and forth with them, there's nothing on the door, et cetera, I look over and I see a Caucasian man sitting at the bar in a tank top drinking and eating. So I politely pointed it out to her. I said, excuse me, okay, I understand he's not properly dressed, but you have a patron in here with a tank top on that's eating and drinking. So her response was, well, he's getting something to go. I said, no, he's eating and drinking. And if we can't come in, and if we can't come in, he can't be in here either. So right. after mm-hmm. after they kind of gathered together and kind of looked at him and mm-hmm. were trying to figure out how to approach him, they did go over to him, tell him he could not be in that restaurant. He had to pack up his food, and he also had to leave out. So I don't know if um, it's just something that we're doing that we don't do anything out of the ordinary. We always go out and eat. I go well, out and eat all I've the got time. a question. Marquita, I've got a question. Now, you guys are good-looking women. I mean, when I was in Napa, you know, I'm good-looking when I'm in Napa, I'm good-looking when I'm not in Napa, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'd rather be looked over, right? Okay. Definitely. So don't you think that being good-looking women unchaperoned, now, let's think about this mm-hmm. now. Don't get offended with what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But you do realize that when you're unchaperoned, meaning there's no man with you, mm-hmm. that people tend to think that you might be um, uh, a little easier to approach for the men that they have in the restaurant. I felt that that was the case in Maui. I was the only black person in the whole bar, and I was by myself. Yes. So I know that that day it focused on me, and I, I, I could not believe that I was, that again, threatened for them to call the police if I didn't leave. Right, exactly. I'm going to take a caller. <laughs> caller, you're on Straight Talk with the Hired Brush. Go ahead. Do you have a comment? Okay, we've got a listener, and we appreciate our listeners. Okay, I want to go back to Pastor Bob. Pastor Bob, you there, Pastor Bob? Pastor Bob. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. So now you, like you said before, you're 80 years old. What do you think about older people, older white people, feeling that women, uh, whether they're black, white, or indifferent, need to be escorted? What do you think about that? Do you think that that plays into it too when we're single and we're out and we're good looking good and men are looking at us? Do you think the white men are looking at us? Do you think that that sets off the women? Um, no, I don't necessarily think that because you're good-looking, and you know you are beautiful, but because you are good-looking that uh, someone be is offended because uh, someone is looking at you because this happens all the time. Mm-hmm. I think that the main issue is uh, in many places that a lot of restaurants really don't want black trade because they're getting a lot of white trade, and that white trade is what's making it for them, not a whole bunch of black people. So therefore, right. they'd rather not have the black people coming to the restaurant because as far as they're concerned, 
This is downgrading their restaurant. Mm-hmm. No matter how much money you got, how you look, or what kind of class you have. Mm-hmm. I've had in the past some uh, uh, people working in restaurants hate this. White guys, you know, say, hey, man, they don't want black folks in here because, you know, they think it's downgrading their restaurant and everything. So I just want to let you know, you know, but the issue is this occurs and this happens. So my thing is I don't have to go where I'm not wanted, and I don't right. have to force the issue. Why well, force so the what, issue? You so, don't. What, so what do you think, the ladies, what should be the recourse here? I just think it needs to be exposed. I think we need to know what's, what's going on. And I'm not going to stop going. I will, I will stop going to places where, I'm, where, where, where it's a danger for me to go to. But I think it can change. I, don't, I think I'd like to be able to go to the wine country and enjoy wine. Absolutely. And, and I, I do not want to miss going to El, what, what, the restaurant we went to, the Del Doto, or El Doto which was oh, beautiful. Oh, El Doto. I don't want to miss that if they decide they don't like me. I don't want to miss out on going to Paris just because some people in Paris don't like me. That would be limiting my exposure to life. This is my life. I want to live a full life and not be uh, banned or or, or feel banned. If if you don't like me too darn bad, I'm going to still try to enjoy my life. I have a comment to make, as I, as I mentioned early on, that my husband is white. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so and my husband is, has a blue collar. Yeah, this is Gilda. Okay. And he's, he's a blue collar guy. And he tells me all the time, babe, I'm going to tell you right now, racism is alive and well. Yeah. Because they tell him all kinds of stuff. Oh, absolutely. That, absolutely. that they say to him not knowing mm-hmm. until, and then when they find out about me, oh, it's altogether different then. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, she's oh, different. Oh, it's an exception. Oh, it's this. Full mm. crap. Oh, yeah. Full crap. Well, well, and the only you reason that. you're backpedaling now is because you've been called out. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, Let me tell you something. When I was younger, I dated a very attractive white man, and we had a relationship. We were in love, and, you know, it was in a time when it was not so acceptable. I mean, I got a lot of flack from my family who thought I shouldn't be in an inter- uh, uh, interracial relationship, and I got because they didn't want me to see me go through this. And I got a lot of flack from his family who didn't want him dating me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when we would go out to restaurants, do you know that they would serve us, and we wouldn't have really a problem with, I guess, getting served. But eventually, they would end up giving me the check. And, you know, that's highly insulted when you're with a man for them to give the check to you. But that was the way they used to show me that they're They had to get food. you some kind of way. Exactly. It was unbelievable. Or we were there, and we didn't realize that we were either in the restaurant. Hold on. We didn't realize that we were in the restaurant. We were I don't know who that is, but just understand this, that when you're sitting in the restaurant too long, that's a problem. You know, I was young, and I was excited to be in his company, so I didn't realize that, you know, you, you, know, you can dine and you can uh, do a lot of things in three hours except for waiting for the check. <laughs> well, I had the same incident at the Rutherford Grill where the waitress decided that I guess I was unworthy. And so with me sitting directly next to my husband, decided to flirt with him right there in front of my face. Oh my and goodness. so I had to shoo her away. 
and, and Barbara, this is, Barbara, this is Beverly. I do want to mention also that um, I was yeah. standing about 12 feet away from our table admiring yeah. the cooks, and I've been in law enforcement 28 years, and I'm telling you our table was not loud. No, I, I would have zoomed in on our table. I wasn't that far from the table, and I would have, right. I would have heard the table. Uh, you now, hear the whole restaurant. I'm sorry. Since you're in law enforcement, you do understand that when they opted to call the police on you, that that put all of you in danger. I know. Well, that's what I thought. I thought my life was in danger because we know what happens when they call the police. Exactly. Well, I, I, uh, well, I wasn't really worried about that. I just didn't understand what all this was all about because I knew the table wasn't loud. I was thinking, what's going on? The cook started looking over my shoulder because it's three people standing at the table, three employees. So right. I glanced over there, and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, must be something with their order. I had no idea that this, all this was going on. And I was standing there. I had, went to the bathroom, stood there, admired the cooks um, at a distance. And I'm telling you, I was no more than 10 to 12 feet away. And we, I did not hear all that they're saying. I didn't see all what they were saying. I'm looking over my shoulder, looking at my table. I walk over to my table. I find out all this is going on. I'm thinking, okay, okay. Well, me and Monica starts leaving. We were the last ones to leave. She kept saying, uh, "Tell uh, she can't take pictures. She can't take pictures." Uh, I'm gonna call the police. I'm gonna call the police. Well, I don't ever tell people what I do, so I didn't say I am the police. I didn't say that. I said, Monica, let's just let's keep on walking. Monica, you know, Monica said I have the right to take pictures, which she do. She has the right to take pictures of the restaurant Absolutely. if she chooses to, especially Absolutely. in an area where there are And I was trying to understand what did they see that I missed. I, I could I just I couldn't I couldn't believe it. That's the first it's time I ever Napa. was asked to leave Everybody out of a restaurant. Everybody takes pictures in Napa. It's the yeah. Napa Valley. Exactly. It's picturesque. Exactly. Animosity exactly. was everywhere from the moment we walked in. I, that's all I have to say. And mm-hmm. there was no, there was not merited. Well, yeah. Okay, I want to talk to you, uh, Mr. Nomos. Mr. Nomos, are you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Okay, okay. I've been taking notes. <laughs> my, my, my question for you is, what legal recourse uh, do you think these ladies have? Is there recourse? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, what, what, so what you, do you think the bottom line is here, and what would be a resolution that possibly could be acceptable, and how could they move? Could you keep it to two minutes? How could they move toward that? Well, legal recourse would be very difficult since there was no actual uh, physical loss or no monetary loss. Embarrassment is part of racism, okay? Um, if they had lost something like money or had been injured, then then there would be liability, maybe. But, but you have to understand that when you're complaining about the shark to the barracuda, then you, you're not, you're not going to get help from the barracuda. Because going to court, is also we don't talk we talk about law enforcement in this country, but we don't understand that in civil court, black people have a hell of a time winning against white people. Well, they've got to be set up where we can't. But I've been to court a lot of times, and just because I had an airtight case, but just because either when I had that Mercedes, one time when a tow company towed my car, damaged it, and because I was a black man with a Mercedes. The jury that didn't rule in my favor. Remember, like they had one black on the jury, and he told me that they didn't like it that you had a Mercedes. That's why they ruled against you. Mm-hmm. Okay? Well, I just had so, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. So that's so that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with a system that is unfair. 
mm-hmm. uh, is unfair on its face. And if I heard somebody on here talking about, you know, that, you know, hope things change. Well, you know, white folks have learned how to be PC. <laughs> they, they say what they have to say when they have to say it. Um, all the other times you ain't around, they, 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 then they can relax and be themselves, okay? Yes, yes, all whites are not racist, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. they don't wear name tags to tell you that they are. So you, don't, you can't know how many of them are don't like you. Just because they say, hello, how are you doing, and how's the wife and kids, don't mean they like you, yeah. okay? But, okay, but and we don't, don't care. I don't care about them liking me. I just want to be treated like right. every yeah. other yeah. human being. Yeah. But, right. but here's so, the deal. Here's the deal. This, this there's a thing Gilbert. called this, urban this, this, hold, on. hold on one second. Go ahead, Mr. Normal. You got 30 seconds. Yes. There's, a, there's another thing called urban directive. I don't know if any of you have heard of that, but Denny's participated in that. These are companies that have said that we don't want black money because they figure if they don't say they don't want black money, that's Lexus. Wrigley's, Weight Watchers, um, you know, uh, Lexus, they, they say they don't white, want black money. They get more white money because hatred is, is thicker than thieves, okay, amongst white folks. And, and this is something that Oprah had on her show and had so is Charlie Joyner. But, but it's real. These are companies that have said, and some of them have put it in writing, we don't want your money. Go someplace else. And for that, and Michael so, will you say, know, you know what, we'll shop with you. Go ahead. So you Denny, know, you know what my goal is? You know what my goal is? I want to take away Ooh. your white money. This is Gilda. I want to take away your white money because my company partners with the premier resorts in this valley, Meadowood, Auberge, Calistoga Ranch, Fartasono. So I am going on a full-fledged campaign that says, you know what, you don't want my money? Go. I'm going to make sure you don't get the white people money either. Well, well, you want to play me, that game? And, and But wait let, a minute. Let here's let here, here's a bigger issue. Do you know who Rutherford Grill is owned by? Hmm. They're a part That's of the, the Houston question. chain. They're a part of the Houston chain of all of the restaurants. So right. this can trickle down to a whole bunch of areas. Right. I want to I want to tell you I want to tell you ladies something. Everybody, you're listening to Straight Talk with the Higher Fresh. I'm your host, and Rodney Best is my co-host. I know you're there somewhere. We got Patrick yes, Bob, I am. Yes, I am. And we've got friends to the show, Edward Nomo, and we want to thank everybody. We got Sandra Smith, the director at large and in charge. She's on the line as well. So we've got a lot of moral support here. A lot of people that can get your word out. But here's the bottom line: I work for Macy's. For many, many years, ladies, I want to share this story with you. I worked for Macy's for many years down in San Francisco. And uh, as a makeup artist, which you all know, that's what I do. And uh, I worked for a company called Fashion Fair. Fashion Fair was, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, the premier black cosmetic made for us, by us, for us. And uh, it had its own mystique. You know, there was uh, uh, Mrs. Johnson who had the Ebony Fashion Fair that traveled internationally. We all went to it. We've all been to one of those shows. Am I correct? So we all know that Fashion Fair had a absolutely mm-hmm. to it. Now, the way the the way that the buyers at Macy's saw Fashion Fair was they saw it as such standard. Uh, to uh, a, to a Chanel or Estee Lauder or a um, Lancome, they saw it as they saw it and its customers as less than. And so we would get pushed around and pushed around on the real estate floor. Now, mind you, 
I'm selling Fashion Fair, and I'm selling more $10 lipsticks than they are their $25 lipsticks. So I was heralded as the Fashion Fair salesperson of the year during the 90s or whenever that was. But my point that I'm making to you is I happen to realize that every time I would have guests, my husband who was in law enforcement and some of his buddies during the Christmas time, when I had the sisters sitting in my chair and I'd be making up their face, I'd probably just been to their house on the weekend and we'd teach totals and everything. I said, come on into the city. And, you know, your husband can do some shopping and I'll get you a new look for the holidays. Girls, you know how we do that. And uh, the husband mills around while you get your face done and pick up a few items. And then I gift wrap them for him and I take him on a stroll around the the, the, the the floor there and pick up your favorite perfume, gift wrap it all for him. You know how we do it. When you're into full service, uh, concierge type of service, that's what I provided for my customers. Because had I not provided that, you would have waited for an hour to have somebody come over to the fashion fair counter and pull you a lipstick because nobody wanted to help my customers. So I was really hot behind this. <laughs> anyway, do you know as I would service my customers that the security would call on the phone and ask me, there are black men at 2, uh, uh, two o'clock and at 7 o'clock and at 10 o'clock at your counter, we're sending security, we're watching. Oh, yeah. They would do that all day long. <laughs> they, they spent all day on camera watching fashion for customers. It it was horrible. I had the same thing happen to me when I was a flight attendant for United Airlines, and I would show attention to black customers, and I would get threatened by white people. They would tell me, you're spending too much time with them. Absolutely. And we need your name and file number. We're going to write you up. And I would just tell them, I said, well, these people are being nice to me, and you aren't. Absolutely. And it's my choice. But, but, it's but, but, my choice on who I decide to uh, give free champagne to. Okay? Exactly. And do you know that this ended up in a suit, in a discrimination suit, mm-hmm. and Fashion Fair refused to back me up. Oh, and boy. You, and, and, well, because Macy's was their uh, only counter of real estate where they were selling fashion fair. So how could they go against the distributor? They couldn't. Well, but they, they couldn't. supported me. Now, when I sued, there was a couple of things that happened. Mm-hmm. I got paid, but mm-hmm. I was banned to speak about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, they never let you talk. <laughs> yes, I was banned to talk about it. And then the other thing that happened is that fashion fair was made a mockery of and got the boot anyway. Mm. So my point is, it's even in monetary gains, it doesn't advance us as yeah, a Yeah, who cares? Watch the wine train ladies get paid under the table and not be able to talk. Watch that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Rodney, did you see something about the wine train ladies you said you wanted to talk about? Mm-hmm. Well, well, you know, I, I was uh, just going to try to piggyback the line, uh, I mean the uh, wine train uh Comment from the CEO to to what was going on and with this with this situation where they're they're trying to say well you know there's a lack of uh, what was this diversity uh, uh, training for the employees and you know I I basically I oh, don't please. see I don't see a lack of diversity training in 2015 in America 
what I what I blatantly see is blatant racism, racism. and discrimination against people of color, and 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 that's the bottom line. And like and the policemen, it's not about training; yeah. it's race. They're, right. they're hiring racists. Exactly, and, and I think it's time. Like like I think it's time for for your like you ladies and for other Americans to start standing up and saying, hey, you know, this is blatant. And well, we need to really start pointing our finger at the people who are in control, who are hiring these people, and know that this practice is going on. And, and hopefully, uh, you know, our kids and our grandkids won't have to suffer as much as we suffered as we were moving forward. Exactly. I think the shift of blame for the ladies on the wine train here in Napa has been the fact that the Demonicos, who used to own the wine train, have now sold it to a new party, and the, and the gentleman that now owns it also owns the, Robert, the Napa River Terrace Inn and the Cuvée Restaurant and all of that, so it's under complete ownership. But I think the thing that they're now starting to fall upon as, as to justify the cause of action is the fact that the conductor on the train was black. But it was a conductor on the train yeah. who asked for the ladies to leave. That it wasn't. Oh, it always takes one of us. So it is. So work. that's what they're doing now. They're trying to shift it to the fact that the conductor was not, and so and he was the one who actually was the initiator of them being asked to remove. As I said before, when 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 Monica and I and the girls were there. You know, one saving grace was the fact that unlike the ladies on the wine train, you know, when they got to the next stop, not only did they ask to get the hell off the train, but damn, they were treated like criminals. The only thing missing was handcuffs or shackles because the sheriff's department was waiting there for them and they got escorted off putting freaking sheriff's cars and drove back. Somebody sounds like like a fool. Somebody sounds like a fool if they, if it was a black man who was uh who oh, was please, at the please. lead and they're talking about diversity training. Or oh, please. My son had a problem with the fire department, <laughs> and they uh, took him through hell, and who helped him was the black captain of the training department. And my husband was the head of the training department before she got her job and helped her get it. So we already know who helps white people get away with murder. But I, just, exactly. I want to say this one thing. I'm just happy for platforms such as yours, Barbara. And I'm happy for the social media, for Yelp, for LinkedIn, for Twitter, because if it weren't for this, we would not we would not hear about half of these situations. And right. I just want to enlighten people, because the more enlightenment we get, you know, the more the truth will come out. And I'm fine if I can just let people know what's really going on, because there's good people, black and white, that can help stop this crap. Absolutely. I wanted I want to say one thing. I think that's uh, really important for all of us to know. Now, you know, we did open up our forum. I want to thank you for uh, giving us that wonderful compliment, and that's what this is all about. And I want to thank Andre Ward for our Galaxy Chief and Teacher by Seattle and the people in the background to make sure we can be heard and we can get this out. Yeah. Uh, I, want to just, I just want to say, we had the Berkeley students on a couple of weeks ago. Rodney, remember that when we had the Berkeley Most students? Most definitely, on? yes. Yes. And yes. you know that it was so interesting to find out that when this racism bullet is shot and the the people that shoot it mean what they do. I mean, this is a terroristic act against us. We've been terrorized mm-hmm. so much in America that sometimes we don't even notice when it happens because it's just an everyday ongoing situation. Right. 
you know that they had the young person who sent that communication about lynching <laughs> the African-American students on December 9th, they said they were not sure what they were going to do, whether they were going to expel him, suspend him, or whether they would, but they definitely wouldn't expose him. That was their attitude as to how to <laughs> handle this. And did you realize that in doing that, some of the young people who were most offended were the youth president of the NAACP Youth mm-hmm. Council. And, I mean, you know, it's very interesting of whom they're shooting their bullets at. Mm-hmm. They're, they're shooting thinking, well, I'm just going to discriminate against this group of black women, but they don't know the accomplishments of these black, who they're really dealing with. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is really the sole satisfaction that we get in the end, is making them understand that you don't know who you're dealing with mm-hmm. and to make sure that this is put in the press so that they can no longer ever position themselves like that again. Mm-hmm. That's what's important. Well, so, they'll just put on another sheet. <laughs> <laughs> of a different color. Don't have to be white. Wait, we'll, 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 we'll put on a sheet. We'll put on a sheet, and we'll. And, and you know what? Barbara, we'll just call it Marquita again. The 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 ironic thing about it was there were going to be two other women, mm-hmm. so there would have been a total of eight of us coming mm-hmm. in there initially, not six, but two women canceled. But yeah. what I've also noticed about them is like one, what one of the other ladies said, on a small dose, two of us, they're fine with that. But on a larger scale, mm-hmm. they just they really did not want us there. And they reimbursed Thank you, um, They reimbursed um Gilda for the wine. They didn't ask for a receipt. She said this is a $150 bottle of wine. They went to the cash register, gave $150, like, okay, anything else? Go wait, away. No, wait, Go wait, wait, away. wait. That's right. She Go didn't away. reimburse. Yeah. She yes. threw yes. it. Threw it on the she table. She just paid us to get out of there. They she didn't want to see it. threw it on the table. Again. She threw the money at you. She oh, threw it. the money on the table and walked away. Yes, she did. Because somebody said, well, this is a $150 bottle. You've opened it. She came back with a $100 bill and a $50 bill and threw it on the table and walked away. Right. And and we were an unusual group of, of black women because I know black women that would have torn that whole restaurant up. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> and especially after, after a wine tasting tour, they would have torn that whole restaurant up, Okay. And see, one of, one, of the other, one of the other things was also, now, we had all been drinking. Now, I had ordered a cocktail, but if the other ladies had ordered a cocktail from the bar, we would have all had a drink before we went yeah. out and got that bottle of wine. We all would have had because a drink. That, because the bartender wasn't judging like the, the woman who exactly. saw us come in. But wait, wait, wait. And the, and, but here, here's, here's the most important factor on that. The waitress who was at our table had a much better view and assessment of everybody at the table 
than the two outsiders who made the decision. Who hadn't even seen us. They saw us walking. Who hadn't even seen us. Knew nothing. So today I was sharing this. uh, Today I shared this this with two other people. One of them who was a, a server at the CIA for 18 years. Now she's at a beautiful place called Atlas Social, and she works for Charles Woodson selling wine, my Brady boy, Charles Woodson. And she said, Gilda, a lot of times what they do is if you go to Delgado, they think you've drank 15 bots, 15 tasings, you're automatically assumed to be drunk. Well, guess what? Don't assume. Look, judge, be wise. And, and don't judge we, us we the go, whole group we, because we're black. And don't, we go, don't judge and, us as a group. We're individuals. And we eat black, white, purple, green, doesn't matter. Do a reasonable assessment. And we have pictures. Don't just make an overall judgment on the whole flipping table because of. Because right. the white chauffeur was at the table. She got through in the same bucket. And what if there and was one person had who had, had too much to drink? Wouldn't it have made had, sense if one person was drunk and, or yeah, one person had too much? Wouldn't it make sense if they'd come to us and say, well, your girlfriend we over here, we, can, we can't we give can't her any her. more to drink? Hey, did you get Why? the trailer address? I'm sorry, what? what? I said, did you get the address of, of the trailer? I mean, because they were asking like they were from the trailer. Number, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Right. We should have. <laughs> well, you know, I don't want to throw names. I don't want to throw names. We should have. But guess what? Label. I got. I got that manager's name. And today, 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 our chauffeur has given us the owner's name. And now I just found out today they're a part of Houston, the Houston Steakhouse, yep. and everybody yep. else. Just like, well, oh ladies, I called. I called today, and I got the corporate address also today. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. The right of letter. Well, the right of letter. Go to our Galaxy Chief, who is Andre Ward. Andre, are you there? Hello, Galaxy Chief. Are you there? <laughs> Wake up, Andre, on. are you there? <laughs> I'm sure he's there listening. You know how they do. But uh, he'll be with us in one second. Um, I just want to say, what, what, Robbie? In your experience, what would you tell these ladies to do? Like a one, two, three step punch. I want everybody to give the ladies a one, two, three in two minutes. Okay, Rodney, you're first, then we're going to go to Mr. Nomos, then we're going to go to Brother Bob, and then we're going to come around to Andre. Go ahead. Well, and, uh, real quick, first of all, you, if, you, if you're going to pursue this, you got to really put down something that your objective is. If you're not going to pursue this, the second thing is gather the name of the owner and the senior vice president and write them about that trailer address. I mean, that's that uh, <laughs> the, the service, <laughs> service address.
steal your joy because you've already seen there are trailers out there and there's a whole group of them and they do come as a group. So next time, continue to have fun. Go anywhere you want to go. Do what you want to do and have fun. But if you're going to pursue this, get the trailer's name and send it to the vice president into the into the uh, senior vice president. Okay. Guarantee you she'll pack up and roll on. <laughs> All right. Well, I thank you, Rodney. Okay, I want to go to uh, Mr. Nomos. Mr. Nomos? Yeah, you know, uh, some, somebody uh, said something when we were on this discussion about crawling corporate. I forgot about that because all businesses aren't privately owned. And uh, unfortunately, even though we're in California, I don't know, most blacks don't know that California was not a free state. It's <laughs> still, still not a free state based on its history, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if you have problems, because I lived in Yuba City, and I had problems with every uh, major uh, institution, whether it be Radio Shack, Arco Gas Station, oh, Staples, a Dollar Tree, I had to call corporate on all of them mm-hmm. uh, because, and mm-hmm. I couldn't believe that some of the stuff they were trying to, uh, you know, put on me. But that is a another main because when you call back east and on um, in the Midwest and down south, sometimes those corporations have a closer relationship with blacks. They may not hate you as much. To them, money is green; it's not black or white. And out here in California, out here in California. They got white dollars and they got black dollars, okay? Uh, and so, and, and they don't and really want your money. Yeah. And Hispanic dollars. Well, the media <laughs> yeah. is stronger than oh, yeah. corporate. The media is stronger than corporate. The more people you get to, to let them become aware of what's going on, will get to corporate even better and in a better way than you can. So and I think the more we get out there with the media, the better it's going to be. It's going to, we're going to see some results because they need to hear yeah, from a large group of people, not just one person calling up that they can pull the dirt over and be finished with. Yeah. But if you're, not right. Los Angeles, if you're not in Los Angeles or the Bay Area, some of the media is called, not left media, it's called white media, and they are not going to go against their own people. I, I say this, and I say this yeah, with but very black dollars are good. That, black dollars yeah, are yeah, important. Yeah, yeah but here, here's the deal. You can get white folks to do something for free that you can't pay black folks to do. I mean, no, you can get white folks to do something for free that you can't pay black people to do. Right. Because they will circle the wagons on you, okay? And they don't care whether they're lying. They, they ain't got no morals. They don't care. Because yeah. for you, for them, you are inhuman anyway. So well, to on me, you, to lying me, on you is not, is not a thing. To me, corporate is represented by the people they hire. And you right. can call them right. all day long, and you ain't calling nobody. Because well, they've, I, I, they've I, hired people that are representative of themselves. I can tell you all this. Right. I, have gotten, I have gotten some results from calling corporate. depends on what the, the institution was, and I got some justice. Depending on the institution. So wait, wait, wait. Because, this because what happened to this you guys, this what, what this happened to you guys was way worse than what happened to me. Okay. Well, it might have yeah. been Walmart. This is these are just this little tired-ass restaurants that okay, do not. Okay, hold on, everybody. Hold wait, on, wait, wait. Check this out. This is Gilda. I am the controller and the CFO for a major transportation company. Mm-hmm. I'm calling in every marker. And Thank you. Right on. I only, I, and guess what? How many black wineries do we have in Napa, in the Napa okay. Valley? We have now, 11. Have... I am calling. I am calling... Auberge, 
Barbasono. I'm calling the Weston, the Marriott. I'm calling on every one of my front desk people, every one of my concierge. Guess what? You help us, I pay y'all commission. Right. Now you need to, Thank now, you, Gilda. Now, now, Thank you, Gilda. Now, now you work for me. Mm-hmm. That's why you work for me. If you if you book a reservation there, I'm taking you off my list. Thank you, That's Gilda. right. Now, I want to say, everybody list. out there, Straight Talk listeners, I've got a list here for you. Echo Love Winery in Napa, Easterlina Winery, Vineyards, Brown Estates. Those are three black-owned and operated Brown Estates has great wine, too. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we're going to go straight to the Galaxy Chief. Galaxy Chief we, have, we, have 11, we have 11 black wineries here. Check with San Jose. And Fire Nights, the Black Sea Club, they come here every year for a exactly. tour. There's exactly. 11 of them. I love it. I, Don't I, go town. Guess what? We will work with Charles Woodson downtown Napa at his tasting bar. Okay, we where are we going to eat, though? Where, where can we go and eat? <laughs> I we will post signs. I love it. Oh, uh, Andre, are you there? Yeah, I'm in the house. The West is open. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He woke up good. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm always here. And you know what? They only allowed me about 45 seconds on the shows anyway, so they bring me on the tail end when they're ready to shut Andre, you get the license plate of that trailer? <laughs> the trailer park. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Andre, Andre, this is what I want from you, Andre. You know yes, we have ma'am. a big jazz festival here with Chris Bodie and the family and everybody exactly. else here. Yeah, we have the yeah. big wine. We we have the big jazz festival here. I'm looking for yeah. you to help me boycott their ass. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's what we're gonna do. And I'm gonna help you, uh, Gilda. Do I have to I, boycott I, Del Doto? Because I really like that wine. <laughs> me too. Well, no, we don't have to. We don't have to boycott Del Dotto. The, the, the oh, Dato, well, Del Dato, maybe get it right because yeah, it's the most beautiful place I've ever them. been to. It's beautiful. We don't have to boycott well, yeah. them. Just okay. for grill. May I just may I just say, ladies, what we want are places who treat us with respect, no matter how it goes. I mean, just like everybody else, you know. If right. something is a mess, if I've had a flat tire, if my credit card, uh, uh, the the magnet on the back doesn't swipe. If you know, if I if if I've waited for my Uber for a half an hour, it's raining, you know, and I just want to have a cup of coffee. We all want to be traded the right. treated but you, the same. You know what bothers me about black people is this: if they find a place with good food or a place with good hair, they will not boycott it, and that we lose all of our effectiveness. How yes. many times have you gone to a hair shop and treated you like dirt? You still go there. We got to stop it. We've well, got you know to deny ourselves that, that uh, luxury of having that, that dish and stop using these places. And maybe Absolutely. come up and open our own places that are delicious. Exactly. Well, let mm-hmm. me tell you something. This girl right here, they got one time. That's it. Just one time. That's all. One time. All right. <laughs> tell, us, tell us what you think about this. Tell us what you think uh, the next step should be and where you feel um, – that these women could get vindication? Well, one of the things that's very important, what Monica just said, is that's like one of the questions that are up on the board, you didn't get to it. If the restaurants don't want our money, why give it to them? 
So what we deal with on this too is why not have a network of youth-friendly places um, uh, for our We can't hear you. What about now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Better, yes. Much better. Go ahead. Yeah, we just need a list. And, and these restaurants or whatever they may be, I don't care if it's clothing places, nail places, donut places, whatever. Now that's you know, we, another business opportunity. That's another business opportunity. Yeah, and they can be sponsors of our shows here, and we'll blast it out and put it out there to the world, and um, and those are the, uh, the businesses that we'll promote right here over the networks. And so we'll do that all day long. And those who don't want our money, please do not give it to them. Don't give it to them. Perfect. I, I, would, I would love to send you guys a list here from the Napa Valley. I'd love to send you something from downtown. Wineries at Monica and the girls and I went to that freaking turned it up for us. Private mm-hmm. rooms and tasting and great wines. I have downtown Napa, the only the only restaurant with an attempt for kind of a soul food place called The Pear, where they the do pear? chicken and waffles and other stuff. Okay. I'd love to turn them on to Atlas Social Club with small bites and great food. Turn them out to Charles Woodson's place here in Gilda, Napa. I have 2,800 uh, Facebook friends, and I'm writing this nice little letter to put on there with our pictures, and I'm going to, Monica, I want you to I am send going me a to list. send you a list. We Thank have you. to support our brother, Charles Woodson. Oh, I will, get, I, will, I will get him going. Fabulous wine bar here. <laughs> fabulous. Great. Yeah, click, click, click into my so page well, you guys Facebook, too. That's exactly what we're going to do. And what I'd like to say to the ladies here is, first off, I'd like to apologize for this horrible experience you had. It I'd was like not to, horrible. And I want you to know that now you are still who you are, and they have not taken anything from you, mm-hmm. and that you will continue to be even greater than you are at this moment. They, may God be the glory. And that, yes. you know, these things are going to happen. They're going to present Definitely. themselves to us. We have to learn how to be more healthy when we deal in positive and how we care for ourselves. Exactly. Women, and and, and guess what? The only way to, to defeat people like this is in the pocketbook. That's right. So That's you, don't, you, you don't want the black people money? Okay, I'm good with that. So exactly. now my and my goal is because I live in the Napa Valley, I am the CFO of a company in the Napa Valley. Now I get to take the white folk money from the because you, you don't want them in another money, direction. I need right. to take as much right. money from you as possible, mm-hmm. and then you will come back. Then I expect you to say, "Oh my God, we really messed up, didn't we?" Absolutely. Well, That's you know, why God put you in the position you're in, Gilda. Thank you. Thank you, Gilda. Gilda, Gilda, we had the best time I have had in years with what you exposed us to. I am so thankful. That restaurant did not steal all of my joy at all. Absolutely. So where is Monica? Is she there? I'm right here. Okay, Monica, I just want you to kind of wind it up for us. Uh, Ladies, don't go away. We just had a little... uh, air on the sound, so I had to close you all oh, off. I'm going to give you all a closing 30-second statement. Monica, so uh, what are you going to do from this point? Are you going to hit the Yelp for Rutherford Grill and, 
uh, express yourself. You're going to hit Facebook. And I'm going to hit Facebook, and I, I have uh, some pretty loyal followers. And I'm going to. I wrote a letter already that I am going to post. It's pretty much what I said tonight. And I'm going to post pictures of when we were having fun and let them know because that gets their attention and then tell them what happened in the aftermath. But I am so thankful to Gilda for the opportunity to go on one of the most fabulous wine tours I've ever been on. And if I were if I would, were to do anything, I would encourage everyone to get in touch with my friend Gilda and give her an opportunity to show them a side of the wine country that you will have never seen before. It was oh, absolutely beautiful. beautiful. Oh, that's beautiful. That's a still look. I love it. I love flower that comes out of uh, the ashes. I love it. I love your. I love everything about you, Monica. And we thank you for being a friend to the show. We hope you come back. And on a positive note, as well, uh, I want to go to Marguerite. Marguerite, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Marquita. Okay. Uh, Marquita, I'm so sorry. Marquita. Uh, Miss Marquita, give us 30 seconds about your resolve in this situation. For me, I too am going to write a letter. Um, That's why I got the information today. And I just want them to understand the experience. I don't expect anything monetarily from them, but they need to know the type of service the type of impression, because people come to Napa from all over the world. and right, exactly. We can have an effect on that restaurant if people know. That's right. You're absolutely right. It's the first stop that you could pass right by if you sold rather. Okay, I'm going to go right to you and go ahead with your 30-second overview. Hello, is that Gilda? Oh, okay, it's my turn. This is me. Let's trip advisor. Let's Yelp. And I mean, don't stop. Because Yelp reviews fall to the bottom. Every three days, refresh. Write something new. Let them know. I am going to send the, the owner from Houston as well as the owner of, of Rutherford Grill, which also owns a Yauntville R&D restaurant. Let's mm. make it happen, ladies. Let's make Absolutely. it happen. You Absolutely. have to hurt these people in the pocketbook. Mm-hmm. Money now, is green. How do, we, how do we get in contact with you if we'd like a specific um, uh, 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 wine? I, w- I, will give, I will give Monica my email address okay. and the company that I work for offline. And I will okay. welcome her to send it to you. As I oh, say, I don't normally do this, but because it's my girl, Monica, and she told me, Gilda, I wanted to do something so special for her and her friends. I don't normally do this piece of it. So I you. chose a wine concierge and a person that said, I need to make something special happen for my girls. Barbara, you know my girlfriend, Marilyn, from River Point. I Marilyn know. is... Marilyn is, we call her the snooze, the smooth bee. And you know what the bee stands for. She knows every winery. She is on first name basis with the people at Brown in every winery in this valley. I know. Every one of them. Every one of them. Absolutely. Love it. I'm going to give Monica my personal information. And so if you want to come and you're 
producers or whatever holiday, contact Monica. All right, then. Gilda, thank you. Keep being fabulous and don't let your light out. And, you know, we are just so here to support you. We're going to figure out how we can make that happen. We just have to make them suffer. What and this is a blessing for in disguise. A blessing in disguise. Okay, and, we, and we, we're, we're, I think this is Beverly. Beverly, thirty seconds to kind of. Beverly. <laughs> yes. Beverly. Beverly. Yes. Are you here? No. Can, can okay. you hear me? Mm-hmm. Beverly. Can, can you, you hear me? We can hear yeah. you now. This is Beverly. Okay, this is okay. okay. Just real quick, um, what I was saying, I didn't know I was muted, but when I, uh, what I was saying is that I'm also going to continue my writing campaign, um, and follow through on everything that Gilda and Monica had mentioned, um, following through on letters, um, Facebook, and all that other, uh, and sending as much information as I can out. Um, I, I do want to say, Gilda, thank you for a wonderful time. I had a great time, and with the exception of Rutherford, you are so welcome. I, I, I mean, you it was it was so exceptional. welcome. 11, 11, girl, I mean, it was just a great girl, anything. <laughs> I love my girl. Mm-hmm. I love my girl. Right. We love you, too. Go, we love you, too, Gilda. <laughs> we're going to go to this call here. Okay, go ahead. And, caller, you have uh, 30 seconds at peace at the end. Go ahead. Hello? Oh, this is a listener. Okay, no problem. Okay, <laughs> and uh, here we are. Yeah. Hello, caller. Uh, Thirty-second wrap-up. Uh, you've been with us. Do you have any comments? Okay, nevertheless, Hello? that's okay. Uh oh, uh oh, all right. Hello. Yes. They say I'm unmuted. Am I on? Yes, yes. Thirty seconds to close out, Pastor Bob. Go ahead. I'm, I'm gonna close out quicker than that. Uh, I, I like the show tonight. I like the ladies. They're aggressive. Seems like they're business persons. Uh, I do like what the gentleman stated, but I would say this. It takes a whole lot in an individual to uh, 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 be able to try and do something against someone else who has done something to them. It takes time and it takes energy. I would like to see everybody get together and put together some where the black people are located with businesses in Napa and begin to show that black people can get this business in Napa. This will wake a lot of people up in Napa. I, you know, I fish in Napa. I've been all around Napa territory for years. I worked down there for 65 cents an hour as a kid, believe mm. it or not. Mm. 65 cents an hour in Napa. I worked. I picked grapes, cut grapes, and done all that kind of mess. But the issue is, is not have a vendetta against somebody because they have done something. The idea is if you want to change it, you change it by focusing on the black businesses that, that are there so people can see. Many times when you write all of these headquarters for these CEOs, they already know what's happening, and they're just going to send a letter to the place and say, change this. But if you right. begin to focus, if you begin to do things, you begin to show that Woodson and all the rest of them have restaurants down there, and you can put the black people down there. That's a different thing altogether. And 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 I'm finished by saying one thing: get together, get some money. Like we talk CL all the time. Get together, let's get some money, and let's open up some places, ladies. Mm-hmm. All right. 
I'm through. Okay, well, thank you. I don't want to go to Rodney. Rodney, where are you, Rodney? Are you there? I'm right here. I'm right here. Oh, right, Rodney. So, wow, what a show. What a show. What what a wonderful group of ladies to have in the penthouse tonight, don't you think? I think it, it was superb and superior, and I look forward to getting uh, um, Gilda's information so that I can um, definitely, when I come up there and visit Charles Woodson's spot, because the Raider Nation is going to be notified <laughs> of that. Place. So get me the info. I'm, I'm very into the Raider Nation, you know, Gorilla, yeah. Afro, all those guys. So, But you ladies, move forward, have fun, and put a tag on that trail until it's time to move. That's right. That's right. So, 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 Andre, tell us a little bit in the closing moments. Tell us a little bit about what T25CL has going on for the future. What can we look oh. forward to? Well, one thing I would love to do is do a follow-up on this show, maybe in a couple of weeks, and um, let's put out a notification because I know we put this show together very prompt just but today. And so what we ought to do is maybe do a follow-up show and just people to call in and just say, look, we're not going to uh, support this Rutherford Inn anymore. Just gonna cut them off and just let's just start slamming them over the air because we reach out all over the world, and so if people are not listening now. They're gonna be listening to this broadcast tomorrow, tomorrow, the next day, the next That's week. Right. And um, what people ought to do, everybody on the phone needs to do in about an hour or so. This recording will be ready, so just go ahead and download it. It's an MP3 format, and you can email this show out to all of your friends. Now that's great. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yes. This, yeah. this is going to be in our library, and 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 under and under Barbara shows it. So she's got a hundred shows in her archive. So uh, right. this show can be emailed out. Let people listen to it, and we'll do a follow up call on this. And we just have to start our own black network of um, you know, not only with restaurants, with clothes. I don't care if it's a mechanic shop, whatever it may be, computers. Entertainment, whatever. And Your so show we is just, very important, and people need to know about it. Absolutely. Yep. Well, I want to and thank you, Monica. This is how to do it. Yes, You're welcome, wanna, Barbara. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure. And I want you to know that I'm still your favorite fan. I'm still. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm your fan too. <laughs> I'm going to be going through your Facebook. Hey, what about me? Fan. I'm your fan too. Hey, what about me? Hey, I don't know you that well, but I think I might be your fan too. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. You know the rest. Wait, wait, wait. It's all about you, bro, man. <laughs> right on, right on, right on. And I, I love radio because you can look any kind of way you want to without anybody knowing it. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I just want everybody to know that I thank you all for coming to Galaxy Talk Radio and being a guest in the penthouse here at Straight Talk with the Higher Crash. Now, you know, we're here Tuesdays at 730. Next week, we're going to have young people talking a little bit about their uh, accomplishments, and we're going to talk a little bit about the holiday season and what that means to you. And uh, we're going to try to dedicate it and keep it on a holiday note. But for 2016, our plan is definitely to be bring you riveting, community-oriented uh, uh, shows. Now, Rodney, I know you yeah. remember blue, blue Chip Stamps. Don't you remember Blue Chip Stamps? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. I've got an age screen stamp. Yep, my grandma used to keep those books. That's right. Well, in closing, I think we need to have a blue, ch- a black chip stamp. How about that? And, then, and, and those are the organizations that are run by African Americans or by people who welcome our business, and they will participate in the blue in the black chip stamp so that we can get ourselves a toaster or a a, 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 a blender. That's a hell of an idea, man. You know, I, I mean, you, you just cracked an egg that I think gonna gonna have more than one chicken come out. That's a hell of an idea. <laughs> I, like well, that. I like that. I like that. I need a new bullet, one of those bullets so you can blend those, those health drinks. Somebody had some black chip stamps out at one time. I think I might have some copies of them here. They were distributed out of Oakland, California. They call them black chips, and they for all the black stores. Well, you know what I think is important is not to just be the black chip, but to be in a black business where you can cross over and get to all the money. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what we mean. That's, that's right. That's exactly what we mean. And in order to keep us you with us, right. to give this 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 chip so that everybody knows if you have your, you know, the more you patronize, the more you're awarded these stamps so that right. it's stops us from comparing and thinking, well, maybe I can get it cheaper over here because there's a deeper value to me working on. So, anyway. Group, I'm sorry. I have to sign off. My phone is beeping at me saying it's about to (laughs) die. Love you, Gilda. Bye. I love you, too. Bye, Gilda. Bye, Gilda. Make sure we get that information. Oh, baby, it's coming your way. Bye, Gilda. That's coming your way. Let's all let's all of us chip in. Let's all of us chip in and get some of these black stamps made. How about that? I'm ready. I'm in. I'm in. They're coming for me. I'm going to be hanging out with Santa Claus for the rest of the evening. Hey, listen, you all were great guests. You're here on Straight Talk with the Hired Brush. Have a great week. Thank you, Rodney, and to all. all right. A good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.